As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Three, two, one, zero. Hello, welcome to... Episode 217, Synthetic Identity Theft. Hey, Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. Katie, I was totally disturbed. This last week, we were chatting to one of our listeners and they had, well, they had a case of synthetic identity fraud. I could not even imagine having to go through this. It sounds like such a nightmare. Kate, you and I don't get, it's actually such a common thing. And a lot of people don't know what they should be doing about it, what the repercussions are, all that kind of stuff. So in today's episode, we're going to go deep. Yes. And this was definitely uh, sparked and inspired by her. Yeah, so before we dive into today's episode, have you guys been a victim of identity fraud at all? Let us know. It's at Chain of Wealth on Instagram and definitely get in touch and let us know if this has happened to you. All right, Kate, you ready to dive in? Yep. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So synthetic identity theft. So synthetic identity theft is a type of fraud in which a criminal combines real and fake information to create this like new identity. And it kind of goes like under the radar for a while because it's in essence like this fake persona. Right. So from what I could understand when I was chatting with her, it seemed as though some things were affected and others were not. Yeah, it's it's really, really a, a common area that it happens to a lot of people, but it's super unknown about. And essentially, it allows criminals to steal money from creditors, including credit card companies. And, you know, it's, it's crazy that, you know, people will just believe that you say who you, well, you aren't who you say you are, and people can actually get away with this. You know, it is surprising and it's terrible that it happens, but it's not as surprising as I originally thought it was because honestly, the other day I left my wallet in my car, which I know you're not supposed to, but I did. And I used your credit card to go to the grocery store and buy something quickly. And where we live, I could just walk to the grocery store instead of having to go all the way down to my car. And I used your credit card and I, it was like 
50 bucks or whatever I spent and no harm, no foul. I was able to use Dennis O'Brien's credit card. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, Kate, like a lot of the time, like it goes unnoticed for absolute years as well. And like a lot of the reason for that is, you know, people are essentially establishing this fake new identity. And it typically happens when, you know, like it could be someone that is an undocumented or an undocumented person that has come to the United States and they're effectively trying to like establish this identity for themselves. They like piggyback of your social security number. They manage to get hold of like previous addresses. And based on that, they can establish almost like these whole lives without you realizing it and then really take advantage of you later on. That is terrifying. So for anybody who has gone through this or is going through it, what is some advice that you have learned? Because we were pretty new to this whole topic. And then right when we learned about it, we started doing a bunch of research. Well, Kate, the thing is, is that like, there's a very big difference between synthetic and traditional identity theft. So with regular identity theft, like consumers' personal information is typically stolen or sold on the black market without their knowledge. And, you know, it's the type of information we spoke about earlier. So it's names, addresses, dates of birth, social security numbers, previous employers or even current employers. And they use this identity typically to open up accounts or make purchases and, you know, sometimes just gain access to accounts and then they can wreak all sorts of havoc. Synthetic identity theft is typically a lot harder to detect. And the reason for that is people typically fly under the radar and they almost create these fake personas based on real information, well, real and fake information. So some of the information will be true, some of it will be false. And, you know, eventually they end up establishing these almost like personas, which they can use to their advantage. And a lot of the time it goes unnoticed because the people using the accounts, I'm using air quotes here, responsibly, and they like start building up their own credit histories and stuff like that. But yeah, if it happens to you, you better know that it's going to have a massive impact on your life. And some of the massive things we can think of, you know, is obviously the money side, you know, and What do you do when people like basically steal your identity? It is a massive mission trying to prove that you did not take, well, you weren't responsible for certain actions that this fake identity took on your behalf. So if this were to happen to me and I'm panicked and I don't know what to do, what are at least a couple of the beginning steps that I can take to start to rectify this? Kate, you know, it is a really hard thing to deal with. But I would say if I was in the position, the very first thing I would do is freeze my credits. Okay. You know, just to sort of establish, you know, like I'm not doing anything with my credits. If someone tries to open up an account, know that it's not me. Um, so that's the very first step I do. I would then be working with um, the Department of Homeland Security, like telling them, you know, hey guys, this is a real problem. And... I think that there is this fake identity linked to my social security number and they are going bananas. They are literally, you know, like opening up these accounts, doing all these kind of weird things. And you, you, that you would be like really, really concerned that people are taking advantage of your persona. That sounds like a lot of things that our listeners said she was doing. 
she said she was having to go down to the social security office and do a lot of identity verification. She froze her credit right away. And how long does this kind of repercussion take to sort itself out? Kate, I'm afraid it's like anything in credit, it can take quite a long time for you to really clear your name. And the process can involve like getting a new social security number and, you know, trying to clear all the marks that were on your previous social saying that, oh, that wasn't me, that wasn't me, that was me, you know, and trying to sort of iron out the record. And, you know, people can lose a lot of money and the banks included at this point because, you know, they've essentially been allowing someone authority to do things on your behalf. And it really, in fact, it wasn't you. So it's definitely a bit of a a pickle that you can get yourself in if someone does steal your identity in this way. So what are some things that we can do to prevent that from happening if it has not happened to us already? Great question. Kate, I'd have to say that the first thing that I would go about doing is being super careful in terms of who has access to my personal information and making sure that it is only, you know, financial institutions that are properly regulated. They have very good safeguards in place. And look, it's hard to know what banks and financial institutions have good safeguards, but typically look for people that are like um, insured by like a bigger organization. I'd have to say that trying to rely on other people is, you know, like as much as you want to trust people, you can't and you got to be careful. So when it comes to like applying for credit, make sure that the bank you're applying with is a legitimate bank. Make sure that, you know, if you're applying for maybe even a cell phone plan, because, you know, you need the little credit for that. Make sure that the people like aren't super sketchy in the store. And I know that's a hard one to do as well, because how do you know who's sketchy and who's not? But ultimately, anywhere where you're using your social security number, you should be very, very careful. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of times to piggyback off of your last comment about people you know, when you have to hand over your social security number. I like to think that you're, you have to trust your gut. And when something is telling you, "Mm, this is probably not a great idea. And I am also to blame. I have a hard time trusting my gut sometimes, but believing in, "Mm, I, this is not the right choice for me. I'm going to listen to my feelings and maybe go to a different store if that's how you're feeling. Yeah, I totally agree. Kate, before we go any further, now's a great time just to take a very quick break and say a very big thanks to our sponsor. Kate, art only used to be available to people that were uber, uber wealthy rich. You used to think of people with their, you know, like they made millions off the stock market and then they invest in art. But Our sponsor today, Masterworks, allows people to invest in art that aren't at that point yet. Well, and you know what I really love about Masterworks then is that it's for regular people, but they only require $1,000 to put in to start their investing. And at $20 a share, that gives you 500 shares worth of art to be diversifying your portfolio. Yeah, and I love that they're registered with the SEC as well. So, you know, it's a safe investment. They've personally done a ton of work. They've got over 27 employees. So not just a fly-by-night startup. This is definitely a company that's set up and ready to help you make your investment in art. 
we always talk about the importance of diversifying at Chain of Wealth. And this is just another investment class that you can invest your money in. And Kate, what I really like about it is that it becomes so much more affordable and easy. And you don't have to have that significant barrier of money to actually enter this market. Yeah, dang. So where can we go to invest in this? I'm so glad you asked. So you can head on over to chainofwealth.com forward slash art. If you use that link, that's chainofwealth.com forward slash art. You can bypass the wait list of over 17,000 people and you can sign up today. So definitely check that link out, chainofwealth.com forward slash art. All right, Kate. So... To be honest, like it's absolutely crazy the sort of impact that something like this can have. So what do you think that you should be doing like almost as a spouse or significant other of someone that this has happened to? Well, I know between us, we often check our credit reports because, you know, when we pay off a credit card, you can link, obviously your credit score is linked to your credit card payment. So whenever we make credit card payments, we go on and we check to make sure, has my number changed significantly? And I mean, obviously, if it's going up, you don't check, you don't have to go through it as thoroughly. Um, But if there's a month where, you know, you start to see a decline and it shouldn't, I would start to really look through and make sure that nothing hasn't happened then. Maybe you forgot to make a payment or maybe, you know, something went wrong somewhere like that. And, you know, nobody's perfect, but you can at least recoup from that. But that's a good way to catch right away if something has been a little bit more fishy happening on your behalf. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, like the more supportive you can be, the better. And and realizing that, you know, very often your significant other is not at fault these like mistakes do happen and you know you can't necessarily know always that oh I've been completely safe with my information and no one has it and I'm completely safe like accidents happen you know Mm -hmm. and all it takes is for like someone at like a bank or whatever to leave their screen unlocked and they're your socialist for the world and it's it's got your address, it's got everything there someone walks by they take down that information and Bob's your uncle it's happened it's literally as easy like that. And that can happen in like two minutes. Well, and not only that, Den, but we've all heard of massive data breaches happening at, you know, big companies where thousands of people are affected. It really could happen to anybody. Yeah, it really could. And Kate, you know, the thing is, is that like knowing that someone is actually transacting on your behalf even though they may not be malicious at the time, it makes it even that much more scary and that much harder to predict that it's happening to you. Like as an example, like like you said earlier, if your credit score is going up, don't look too deeply into it. But that could also be a red flag, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that could be. <laughs> so it really is a challenging thing. I think the the underlying theme that what we're getting at is just be very cognizant of what you're doing and make sure that the, you know, the what is happening in your credit score sort of reflects what your goals have been. Like if you're just maintaining at this point, you'd expect a very slow, steady uptake, but like n- very gradual as it should be. Mm-hmm. If you see any kind of spikes happen, whether they're up or down, you should probably look into it and try and figure out why it happened. Like... I I had a spike in my credit recently and I was like, oh, well, my average age has gotten a little bit older now. So that's a good thing. So that's why it all of a sudden jumps up because like 
that whole the um, the category of debt is like age, so it looks better. Mm-hmm. But without me having looked through my um, my credit reports, I wouldn't have known that that was the exact reason. I just would have been like, oh well, it seems good. But knowing definitely gives you a good sense of security. Also, Kate, something else we didn't chat about is looking on your credit report. You can also see what accounts you have open. So you can see like, oh, I have a card with, let's say, Bank of America, you know. Oh, I now have one with Capital One that I didn't open. Hmm, that's interesting. Even though like it doesn't have a balance right now, that might be a red flag that you should maybe do something about it and at least look into it. For sure, for sure. Cool. Well, do you have anything else or is that it for that this episode? I think that is it. Again, just a, another really big thank you to our listener for, you know, giving us the idea for this podcast episode. And if you have any ideas like you want us to be talking about, uh, go ahead, shoot us a DM. It's at Chain of Wealth on Instagram. Love it. We'll catch you guys next time on another episode of Chain of Wealth. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.